A battle to the death. Classic albums clashing till there's only one left. A killer contest, but before we get to it, there's rules to the scheme. So let me tell you how we do it. Eight classic albums, one classic year. Draw them out the hat and chew the fat right here. We rate them, we slate them, discuss them and debate them, analyze the beats and quote the lyrics verbatim. When all is said and done, we put it to the vote and tell you which of them is won. Then it's to the semis and the final for the final cassette or CD. So who will it be? We going all in, so on the sound of the whistle, let the games begin. Hello and welcome to Hip Hop World Cup, the podcast that pits golden age hip hop albums against each other in a contest to find the ultimate champion. I'm your host, Danny Phillips, and joining me in the Hip Hop World Cup studio are Steve Hitchcock. You all right, Steve? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Hi, everybody. And James Larry Luskin. How are Hello. you? Hi, hi. Um, so after being out on the road for the last episode, we are back in our usual studio, deep within FIFA headquarters in Zurich. Um, in our usual. It's good to be home, boys, isn't it? Not being out on the road for so long. It is. It's was, it was quite exciting out there, though, wasn't it? It was. Tra- it was traveling all, like all around the world for you know doing this. Definitely. And what happens on tour stays on tour as well. well yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Out. Uh, and the uh, the year we're looking at in this episode is 1996, the year when Boom Bap started making way for Bling and Mafioso Rap and all that sort of stuff, and the Puff Daddy era and all that sort of thing. I think it's right on the cusp of it. Yeah. It was just creeping in, but it was still a very, very special year for hip hop. Um, so, yeah, I mean, look, let's just get your initial thoughts on this year, 1996 in hip hop. Let's start with you, James. Yeah, it, this, this is a funny one for me. I think... Um... 1996 is kind of the year when I stopped being so interested in hip-hop. I know you're the same, we kind of share the exact same musical history really, but we both started listening to like US house music in this year a lot more. And I think um, probably by the middle of of 96, I I just wasn't really checking for the hip-hop at all really, apart from one or two releases from familiar names. So. Yeah, I think this is the year where the where the rot starts to set in hip hop wise, personally. Yeah, and do you share those sentiments, Steve? Was it was it a sort of a transformative year for you, or was it kind of did it where it started to get even better? Yeah, transformative in the opposite direction for me. This is when I started to to buy more hip hop and to to get into it uh, in, a, in a kind of bigger way. Uh, so I yeah, I have different memories from this from this year. I actually think this is this is a really good year. Um, and uh, and I do think there is some interesting hip hop afterwards, but I do agree this this is the kind of end of that that proper golden era. Of yeah, this absolutely. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, even though Larry, we mean you kind of moved away from it, it did leave this perfectly kind of it's a capsule of hip hop, the golden era kind of nicely yeah. packaged era that we we can look back on now and absolutely. and really love, knowing that I, it kind of changed after that. I do think. I mean. There's, there's the fact that we just started listening to different music, which I think we would have done regardless of what hip-hop was sounding like. But hip-hop also did start to sound different. Yeah. Definitely from 97. And it, it's, it starts to change from, from 96 for me. There's quite an obvious... Yeah. Quite an obvious way in which it 
just the sonics of it change. Yeah, I think, I think we, we've talked about it before, haven't we? About the the sort of the uh, emergence of the keyboard beat and people were getting yeah. wise to samples and charging you know extortionate amounts of money to you know to clear samples and to use yeah. samples and stuff like that. It didn't seem to bother Puff Daddy as it went along, you know, sampling huge artists. But yeah, had the money to do it. But that's it. If you've got the budget yeah, for it, budget. But a lot of these, you know, these these sort of grassroots rappers just couldn't and had to start using keyboard yeah, beat. You could, ch- I mean, ch- yeah, change the fabric of hip hop. It changed changed the yeah, way it went. You can, you can definitely you can see the benefit of it for not you know, for for having completely original compositions. Because you know if if you're sampling James Brown or somebody like that, that's like fifty percent of your publishing yeah. gone before you've, you've even started. So yeah, it, it makes sense to to do that. And I really I I, I like a lot of more modern hip hop that is completely original material, but like this crossover period just didn't work for me it just sounded it sounds cheap and nasty a lot of it yeah yeah all right well we can dig into that a little bit later on but um i should just point out that we're recording this on the day of um prince philip's uh, funeral um so i, I personally think it's a, it's a fitting tribute to him and his and his legacy that we're yep. talking about um his his personal favorite year 1996 yeah um i mean his favorite album was um paper chasing by sugar tea which was isn't it which, yeah, yeah but it's not featured in our so it's fine for me to talk about it, but yeah. So I, I was thought he, he quite liked uh, the, the punk barbarians album. <laughs> yeah, I think Se- he would have put sex that props, cream, and, and the drama in between. Yeah, which yeah, I only would... just learned existed, but apparently he was quite quite a big fan of that. Oh yeah, no, he threw the flag for that album. Definitely, he loved it. Absolutely loved it. He'd be you know cruising down the street in that um, four by four that he crashed in. Bumping that nonstop. Yeah. That's why he crashed, I suppose. Why he crashed, probably just head Too banging loud. his head like that. On anyway, um, so okay, so right. Let's just have a quick recap of the rules. You probably know how it works by now if you've been listening long enough. But it's um, we've whittled it down to eight albums, our favourite eight albums from the year 1996. We've drawn them um, against each other in round one. Um, those two albums will then play each other, we'll discuss them, vote on them, and the winner goes through to the semi-finals, and the winner of those goes through to the final, and we'll end up with an ultimate champion for that year, our favourite album, um, in a kind of a World Cup type scenario. So that's how it works. Um, Larry, have you had any problems with True Score this week? Any upgrades, any problems, anything? It's a bit of a sore subject, actually. I've, um, I haven't been able to... Um to utilize the true score machine stroke system this week i've had to um what yeah big problems with one of the exhaust pipes that just can't be unbunged some lyrics got caught up in one of the um one of the music pipes and um yeah and anyway i've had to uh yeah i've licensed um i've taken out a license for accurate eight analysis <laughs> which is a um it's a fledgling kind of it's a startup out of San Francisco, um, it's worked, worked quite well. A couple kind of iffy, iffy scores come out, but I think it's um, it's going to work. It's just going to have to do for this week, unfortunately, and hopefully have the old have the old girl back up and running uh, next time. Oh, let's look forward to that. Yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting to see what you know this new system comes up with. Be really interesting. All right, yeah. cool. Good to hear. Oh, and just before we move on to um, round one, just. Um, little surprise for you both we've got another special guest coming up at the end of the show to talk oh, about the good. final oh, um, to get his views on the winners somebody uh he was he was key to a major sporting event right in 1996 mm. ex-england boss terry venables will be joining us oh, massive oh, hip-hop fan legend l tell l tell um just lining up that him on the line now 
Um, so we'll hear his thoughts later, uh, just before the final, or just after the final, sorry. And your f- and the phone line is working. Yeah, I've check- checked everything. it. I've checked it. It's you've fine. It. Crystal clear audio yeah. this week. I've swapped to a different phone. Yeah. I've been in touch with um, Vodafone, BT. Yeah. BT like, yeah. It's a joint thing. Uh, so we're all we're all good to go. We're all sorted. So good, uh, look, good, look, look forward to that later That'll in the be show. Good. So before we move on, um, let's just talk about some of the albums that were around in 1996 and then some of our honourable mentions, just very quickly. Um, just some of the albums that didn't quite make it before I reveal which eight did. Um, there was a big one for me, um, which was uh, Cellar Dwellers, Realms and Reality. That was one of my absolute favourite albums from this year. Um, I sort of put it in my top 10, but I don't think it, I don't think you guys knew it kind of well enough to include it in any of yours, but it it's, it was one of my absolute favorites. I listen to it all the time. It's a sort of hip hop that's right up my street, kind of jazzy, um, really crisp beats. Um, and I just love the interplay between um, the two members of Cellar Dwellers, whose names I can't remember right <laughs> yeah. now. But, and, um, Advanced to Boardwalk is a great track. Yeah, there Advanced well. to Boardwalk is amazing. But there's so many great tracks in that album. Advanced to Boardwalk, We Got It Hemmed, um, Land, what's it called? Land of the something. Uh, oh, and Perfect Match is one of my favourite. Oh um, yeah, Perfect Match, yeah. Of all time, love Perfect Match. Yeah. It's kind of on the R&B side of stuff, but I don't, I did, really didn't mind that. It's um, Good so Dweller yeah. on it. Good Dwellers, yeah, that's the yeah. other one. Really, yeah. really good. I mean, yeah. there's yeah. so many great tracks on it. And also, it's um, a lot of it's produced by uh, Nick Wiz, who was, who was one of these slept-on producers who I loved back in the day. And he actually features again later on, so I won't say too much. But um, I was kind of hoping that the out al- that that album would make it into the to the final eight because yeah. it would just give me an excuse to it would force me to listen to it. Yeah, well, uh, I, still I, I like something that you like so much. I kind of have a feeling that I I would really like it as well. But I don't know. I just can't. I'm too lazy to actually to bother listening to it. Even yeah. even though I love Good Dweller, if there's an album full of songs like that, I'd like surely I would love it. Yeah, I don't know why. It. I really don't know why I haven't listened to it. Yeah, well, I would recommend if you do get a chance checking it out because it's uh, it's really good. Um, Steve, what just give us a couple of your honourable mentions. Yeah, well, we were talking earlier about how kind of hip hop diverged at this point, but I think there's kind of two seminal albums for like the underground kind of explosion and one is dj shadow introducing i know you two don't like that but it i think it is obviously very highly regarded and what i would consider personally is the best album in this year is dr octagonologist by dr octagon which is cool keith and it's produced by dan the automator and it is just a phenomenal album and it is you know i like cool keith he's just wacky zany and i think danny you'd enjoy his kind of obsession with like butt cracks and all that sort of stuff but I yeah. disappointed it's not in brilliant album cool and how about you Larry What's yeah there's, there's, there's nothing for me really that, that didn't make it the, the only kind of one it wouldn't have been eligible because it's an EP but Company Flow um, had an EP called Fun Crusher this, yeah, this year um, the following year they released like an expanded version of it Fun Crusher Plus and although I didn't get into that album in 96 or 97, it was kind of not until I discovered LP and sort of Def Jux later on. But yeah, I, I love that album um, and not, not quite sure if I would have really liked it at the time. But yeah, but that, that's the only one that really springs to mind that, that I would uh, maybe have liked to see them there and perhaps Sakes is High as well. I think that's yeah probably the best day last soul album for me. Yeah, it's a good shout because Stakes is High is a good album. I think I was quite surprised it didn't kind of get more 
love from you guys try and get it in there because I thought that was the sort of thing that would be up your street um, the other you know the other ones you mentioned the Isis I'm not, not familiar with them I think I'd kind of by then I was kind of focusing on the big the big yeah. main albums and I wasn't really digging as deep as you two at, at that particular time um, I, just before we go I just want to give one dishonourable mention from this year and that's The Dogfather by Snoop Dogg oh, and Dog. oh, yeah. I cannot you know, I cannot think yeah one of the biggest disappointments in hip hop history um, there's one good track on it called Groupie which is Daz one of the yep. classic Daz beats but the rest of it is absolutely appalling was it on Death Row still or yeah. was this the first one that was on yeah. it wasn't on No Limit no it was a Death Row one um, just full of potential looking forward to it so much and it yeah. just fell flat anyway he is a funny one Snoop Dogg he, he releases an album pretty much every year doesn't he and some he of does. them are some of them are still genuinely like really really good yeah I mean like, he Bush but <laughs> Bush was really good produced by Bush. Pharrell yeah and there's also the um the one that Dame Funk produced, Seven Days of Funk. That's I absolutely love that. Sort of like yeah. a, a long EP, but he also releases puts out a lot of poor stuff, stuff, doesn't he? Yeah, loads yeah. Of And didn't he do a reggae album, Snoop Lion, which is yes. just... yeah, yeah. Oh, Rhythm Snoop and Gangster. That has that's, that has some good tracks yeah. on it as well. That's all with signs and stuff on it. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. So yeah, anyway, I think I think he really you know let let the side down in '96. Um, so yeah, that rightfully did not make it anywhere near this top eight. Uh, okay, so what did make it in? Well, let's have a look at the eight. They are two packs. All eyes on me. Uh, Jay Z's Reasonable Doubt. It was written by Nas. Cloud Nine by Nine. Uh, Mad Skills from where. Ghostface Killers Iron Man. Wrath of the Math by Jerry the Damager and Sadat X's Wild Cowboys. So a really strong eight there. Mm. Um, yeah, so look, look, without further ado, let's move on with round one. So in this episode, we have a slight change. Uh, unfortunately, uh, you might have seen in the news this week, uh, we uh, lost the um, rights to broadcast uh, the Round 1 games live uh, out of our hands, I'm afraid. But we do have, retain the rights to give you a full highlights package um, with all the action, all the key action. Um, the first game that happened in uh, Round 1 was Tupac's All Eyes On Me versus J. Rue The Damager's Wrath Of The Math, um, J. Rue's second album there. Uh, against Tupac's first on Death Row um, and in an amazing, uh, well it was a whitewash in a way, uh, Tupac beat Jeru 3-0. Now that could be seen as a bit controversial if you're looking at it from the perspective of Jeru the, the Damager. Well Jeru the Damager and the hip-hop purist, you know, it's kind of like, it's yeah, real. I mean it's a crushing blow for Jeru to lose that 3-0. What, what do you make of that one Steve? I mean that's... Yeah, it's, it's not a fair result really is it? That The, the scoreline doesn't really uh, paint the, 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 a true pitch there. Yeah, it's a great album. If if the listeners haven't listened to it, it's it's uh, DJ Premier produced. I think the whole album. Uh, Jay is a great rapper. He's really interesting, isn't he? He's like a quite clever rapper. He sounds really good, like a little bit semi kind of political, and just loads of great tracks on there. Loads of great tracks. So yeah, I, I was I was hoping it wasn't going to come up against all eyes eyes on me. Yeah, I mean it's kind of like you know two packs kind of like it's a bit like a juggernaut, isn't it? It's kind of come in, smashed it through you know it's like a really big showy loud album and because we've got this it's kind of this memory of it being this amazing album it, it's kind of bulldozed <laughs> jerry's album 
but in reality, I think Jay Rue's album is the better hip hop album. Um, uh, well, it, oh well, that's interesting. Well, no, that but listen to as a hip hop album for the hip hop purists, right? Jay Rue the Damager, it strips it right down to the very core of what it is. It's a beat and Jay Rue rhyming over the top of it, really stripped down, really raw primo. Boom beats. bap. Yeah, boom bap. Jay Rue's got a lot to say. It's boom bap. It's stripped down. And I just think if you're into hip hop and, and the core essence of what hip hop is, this this album encapsulates that. Is that do, do you agree with that, Larry? Or is it, do you? Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I have to come clean. <laughs> I only just thought of that one. It's quite good, though, isn't it? i put a sound effect in there. Um, yeah, this, um, although it was a, a 3 0 trouncing of J. Rue, like for me, it was quite a plodding midfield battle this uh, this particular round um not two albums that i'm kind of um overly kind of in love with really um jay Roo, i don't know it's it, it's it it's not as good as his debut I, I think we can all kind of probably agree on that yeah i think i'd go along with that and um i don't know i'd go so far as to say it's kind of pretty much a definition of a sort of bog standard album for me it's just a bit of a bit of a plodder, just treading the same ground as um, Sunrises in the East. DJ Premier, kind of, you know, solid enough beats, but they're all kind of quite, I don't know, he's just not really on top of his game, sort of second second it's, tier beats, really, I think. It's, it's funny you should say that, because I, I was kind of like, whenever time I listen to it, I think this is actually Primo at his peak Primo-ness. Really? Like, this is exactly what he does. Like taking those weird little obscure samples and I've like as like I've produced music as obviously as you both know and yeah. I'm always looking for those little interesting weird samples like that and just how he finds them on, on the records and the type of samples that he, he goes for with the sort of textures fascinates me that he sort of is able to find a, like a whole album's worth full of them and yeah. this is just like exactly what he does and here he's doing it at his very best hmm. um, but by the same token I do feel it does get occasionally repetitive like yeah. it's yeah it's just it's, it's a bit by the numbers yeah. I think it's just there, there are no there are no real there's, there's one standout track for me which is Invasion yes right absolutely from the, um, love that New track. Jersey Drive soundtrack. New Jersey Drive that, that's where I kind of yeah. know it from um, which is yeah just five out of five like uh, one of my all time favourite tracks really the, the beat is just so really nice and hard I love that snare fill that, that, that little sort of snare pattern that, that when it comes in, in when it the, way, comes the way it starts off that yeah. snare pattern it is brilliant I used to that, play that over and over again that intro yeah, just because yeah. I loved oh, how me, it come in me too and just the, the main like that piano sample is classic premiere as well um, that, that little that whistle that's in there yeah, I really like yeah. it's, it's proper the scratch, classic like the, like the Nas scratch chorus is just like you know Primo's known for finding those little snippets of vocals to use for a chorus it, this is just a prime example of that I love it yeah but it, it obviously sustaining doing that all the way through an album in this yeah. way with yeah. little variation in, in each track it kind of yeah, it feels like sometimes it. like yeah nothing lifts it it is very sort of one note all the way through even as much yeah. as I love that primo production style and finding those weird little samples it is kind of one note all the way through it's no and it's no living proof is it it's no living proof but but but, but you know Jerry is a better rapper than both of the living proof yes. guys so this is that album that you wanted or yep. some people want you know it's it's primo with with a better rapper but for you it just still doesn't click That's not quite I mean again just like get like 
going back to Invasion, that there's some great lines that just always stick with me in there. Like, I love the opening line, um, like, police on my dick, like, they shot somebody. Yeah. I love that. And then yeah. that, I was a bit about being forced into a life of crime. I always, I really love that as yeah. well. On the um, on the subject of lyrics, there's some really interesting stuff on this because he is a you know I'd I'd call him a conscious rapper you know he's very yeah. very intelligent very articulate and he touches upon lots of different subjects and some of this stuff on here he he takes a really interesting uh, stance on them in particular um, which is where he I think that's the one where he pretends that he's one of these bling rappers you know like a P Daddy style right yeah um, yeah yeah rapper and and wakes up at the end and it's very much like the black sheep track you mean i'm not where he, he yeah. imagines himself being a bling kind of rapper because it was just starting to creep in as we said in 96 and then he wakes up and he's kind of like really happy that he isn't one of those and i thought that was interesting i don't wonder if he, he consciously kind of was inspired by that black sheep track um for that one and the other one is the um one where they uh they take back hip-hop they say hip-hop's been taken hostage there's not the average, which is a really nice kind yeah, of storytelling one. That's it does tell a good story, and it, it, he is very clever. Yeah. But yeah. you also can't ignore the fact that All Eyes on Me is a really good album, and we have to unpick maybe in the semi-final that a bit more. Yeah, oh, definitely. But, but it was never going to, never going to be it. Yeah, he has got like, he has got a great voice, Jay Roo. Uh, I, I will give him that much, and like he can uh, he can wrap his ass off. He's you know really memorable. Lines, yeah, but his, but... His, but his career's never got above kind of like average. This is like average primo. No. Jeru's kind of average. He could have been, he could have been a lot better, but I actually it's like just... his next album, which is Heroes for Hire. I think that's his best album. He's... Right. You two, you two, given up on hip hop by that? Point. Yeah, and, and and with this album, I, I kind of just ev- like there's nothing like the beats aren't bad. They're just every single one I put on, I'm just like next. Yeah. Just can't be bothered to. To listen it's to very it. simple, aren't they? I've only really simple. kind of. Um, I've, it's one of those al- albums I've just I've given it a go a few times over the years, and just it never makes its way into my regular kind of playlist. Basically, did yeah. I, have I have I already told you my J Roo story in a in a in a previous podcast? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. No, but I, I saw him in Bristol in two thousand or two thousand and one. And he was an absolute tit. Oh no! Honestly, yeah. like he, he I, I, and I've always just had a bit of a dim view of him ever since. Like he, he, he was about at least he was about two or three hours late performing, and um, something had happened backstage, like with the bouncer. who had like some kind of altercation, and he completely thrown his toys out of the pram over it. Kept everybody waiting, and then just didn't put on a very good show. Um, it ended with him like throwing the mic on like either on the floor or into like or at the audience and just making this really big kind of thud and honestly I, I kind of um was surprised that it didn't like he wasn't cut that it, it didn't kick off like um and he like, that he wasn't assaulted basically because people were really really livid about it he also claimed that he was the one that invented uh, the idea of um, like kung fu in hip hop, <laughs> and, and Wu Tang had stolen it from him. He was really, and he was quite angry about that. So yeah, I just, yeah. I've always had a bit. It always coloured my my view of him because he presents himself as this kind of conscious rapper, but he's just yeah. he's just a big kind of angry baby. He's a fraud. 
Yeah, that's a shame. Um, yeah, they never meet your heroes, they say, don't you? Yeah. Um, so anyway, that was the uh, yeah the first game in round one there. So that was a, an easy 3-0 win for uh, two packs all eyes on me, which we'll talk about more in the semi-final. Come on, y'all, get locked, get down. Um, the second game in round one that was played earlier today uh, was uh, Jay-Z's Reasonable Doubt, which played Sadat X's Wild Cowboys and another uh, thrashing, really, for the big gun, Jay-Z, uh, 3-0 versus Sadat X, which, um, to me, I think is must have been quite a difficult decision for everyone involved, um, given the, the high quality of both of these albums. I mean, obviously, Sadat X was the loser there. Steve, um, what are your thoughts on that album? Yeah, I, I probably disagree completely with what your kind of sense of. I think Reasonable Doubt is on a completely different level. Um, but is that because you, uh, did you not know Sadat X at the time? No, is it, what no, was it in particular? No. I, I definitely don't know Sadat X's album as well as you two do. And I don't, and it, you know, it's got good production. I think it's a solidly good album. I've listened to it quite a few times. I think it's solidly, solidly good. But I don't know. And we'll talk about you know, Reasonable Doubt a bit more in the in the semi-final, but I, I think Reasonable Doubt is a, is a classic album, while Cowboys is just solidly good, simple as that. Yeah, I mean, it didn't quite have the, the same prestige. Obviously, Jay-Z made a massive splash with this album in 96, came out, you know, came out all guns blazing and um, just sort of captured everyone's imagination. But I do, I do think, you know, this Wild Cowboys album, I, at the time, I didn't love it. I didn't love it, but... I always recognised sort of the, the pedigree behind it. Like, is an absolute um, who's who of hip hop producers. Sort of, yeah, it's got know, great behind, production behind yeah. the boards. Is there's a lot of Diamond D on there. There's the Beat Miners, Showbiz. Showbiz, yeah. Um, there's Pete Rock on there as well. Buck Wild. Um, so it's got all these kind of all star producers on it, and all of them deliver really good solid memorable catchy beats like very jazzy you know there's that ditc style um but there's one on on here that i um i love and it's called open bar um it's produced by another one of those producers that always went under the radar and i, I love their stuff alamo he's called and he did some stuff on he's part of the grand pooba you know so that x crew and um he did some stuff on Pooper's 2000 album and Open Bar to me is just like I would always choose that track when I did my mixtapes around this time I just loved it it's got this really kind of slow smoky sample on it jazzy I think it's a Cal Tager sample um, and it's just a, a fantastic track great hook um, and I loved it and I think I do think it's a really solid album and I, I, I listened to it today just to kind of catch up on it. Um, I was going around going, God, am I doing the right thing choosing Jay-Z over this? Do I? Am I choosing Jay-Z just because yeah, it's the album I think are. I like best? Or is this actually a better album? Um, but I have to admit, you know, Sadat X was never one of my favourite um, rappers. He was always a bit nasal and I think that perhaps tainted my view on it earlier when I first got it. But, you know, really look, looking through it now, it's, it's a really I like strong the album. I like the nasal rappers, you like that? as you know. Yeah. Who were the other big nasal rappers? You got Easy E, DJ yeah. Quick, Be Real, Be Real, uh, Grand Pooper, yeah, um, Q Tip, Common. Common. Common's quite nasal, high pitch, yeah. yeah. You like I, Danny I, I Brown as well, don't you? Danny Brown, yeah, definitely modern high pitch nasal rapper. Yeah, yeah, very good. 
But um, this out, yeah, the Wild Cowboys. I, as you know, I kind of, I originally did pick this over Jay Z,、uh, and then revised my opinion earlier today.、Um, but then, actually, listening to them again a bit later, I thought, well, actually, there's just really not much in it for me. And I think.、Um, If you kind of applied like the like the alien test to this, like you know a Martian arriving, not knowing anything about the history of hip hop, he's, he's judging this just on the strength of these two albums, not knowing that Jay Z is you know the most famous, richest kind of rapper ever. Does he still prefer the Jay Z album? I I, I, I really don't know. I think maybe,、um, but. There are some kind of there are some like I think with Sadat X, he's not the lyricist that Jay is. Like you know, no no one's going to kind of have him in Sadat、yeah. X in their kind of top、yeah. five rappers. He's got a kind、so、of an idiosyncratic style, isn't he? He has. I, I do.、Strange. I do really. I, I really like. I, he's. I, I love his voice. Like、uh, he's got a good good delivery. But he's instantly recognisable as well, isn't he? He, re- he really、yeah. is. But I think just lyrically, there are not. Just you just don't get those memorable lines in the same way that you do with a lot of rap, other rappers, and especially somebody as good as Jay Z.、Um, the beats on this,、um, there are some really good ones on there, but it, to me, it's kind of like it's it's really standard issue nineteen ninety six hip hop beats. Like、um, I don't know, it's like if, if you kind of fed like an AI. Machine learning algorithm with all the kind of '96 beats and said, you know, make some more of those, but don't don't push the boat out too much. We don't want any kind of hits on our hands. But it would it would like this is this would be the result of that kind of yeah things. Good stuff on there, but just nothing really memorable. And、yeah. it's fine, but I I just I don't think I could add this to my list of things that. Oh, actually, I, I am going to start listening to this album from the nineties、yeah. now. It's going to、yeah. make it. It's not going to make it into my regular yeah. rotation. Yeah, I know. It's I just just not memorable enough. I don't think it ever really had any chance of of winning、um, of this tie. It just it just it. I thought it should have perhaps been closer than it than it was. Having、yeah. evaluated it, I do think it's. I do think you it's. Can't a, say, this Jay Z is is this is the giant of the World Cup. This is he is the、hmm. big gun of this is, World Cup. That is true. He should steamroll us at X. But I, but I, I, st- I still think t- t- taking taking away like the significance of Jay Z and the fact that this is his kind of debut, I, I think even maybe if I if I if 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 the Sadat X album had been one of those albums that I picked up when I kind of got back into hip hop again in the early two thousands, I think I might have much more of a fondness for、yeah. it. But I, th- I think I was always put off by the cover. Of Sadat X, so that, it's, a, it's a it's a it's a、yeah. it's an unappealing album cover, isn't it? It's just a, a little bit, yeah. It's a bit sort of tacky and、um, yeah, gimmick gimmicky, really, in a way. But that that kind of to, to in their credit, they do continue、yeah. that aesthetic through the music and through the album. They do. I mean, he's stuck. He's stuck to a theme, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I quite like that. It's almost a concept album. <laughs> yeah.、Um, cool. All right. So that's a yeah. That was a three nil win for Jay Z on that one.
Um, the third game in round one uh, played earlier today in front of a packed crowd at Wembley for some reason. Oh. Um, it was uh, Ghostface Killers Iron Man against Nine. Bit closer this one. Nine's Cloud Nine. A little bit of a closer match. Um, Ghostface took this 2-1. Um, Incident-packed game. Oh, the tie of the round. Lots the tie of, of the, the round. Of the round. Lots of talking points, um, penalties, uh, red cards, all sorts of stuff happened in this one. Um, so come on then, Steve. Let's. What, what are your thoughts on this one? What, why do you think uh, Ghostface kind of edged it? Well, I don't think he edged it. I think, uh, for me personally, I think he won easily. But I'm just hugely disappointed because nine is. So this when when, the, when we did this with this World Cup draw, Cloud Nine was the album that I went to listen to first because it's the one that I kind of remember so fondly. In fact, Daniel, I think I remember you getting this album for me, and I've and I've I've loved this album, and I thought. There's so many great tracks on there. I just had to get straight back into it. And it's quite catchy. It's quite simple, but I love Nine's voice. It's obviously really deep, but his cadence is really good. But the thing I like most about this album is, is the drums. I just love the drums on it. They just come in so well. And there's such a variety of different drums all the way, all the way through. You know, I love We Play For Keeps. And the, the bass on John Doe is just just amazing. I absolutely it's a love crun- it. It's a crunchy sounding album. Oh, like the drums yeah. are, really, are really nice and thick and chunky. Yeah, yeah. So I was just, I, I was so disappointed that these two albums were drawn together because Nine gets my popular vote. But the but Iron Man is, is just a superb album. And I'll talk more about that in the semi-final, I think. Yeah, what's your thought on this matchup, Larry? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a shame that the um, that the true score machine let me down this week. So I would have liked to have seen it analyze these two albums. I, I'm not sure if I can completely trust the Acura Eight system for this one because it's actually come out as quite a close match on this one, um, despite the fact that I'm very familiar with the Ghostface Killer album and quite like it. And the fact that I never actually heard the Nine album until this week. Oh, um, yeah, I, 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 I was under the impression that I did know this album, um, but I think I just dismissed Nine at this point for some reason. Maybe it's just you know, as we mentioned earlier, kind of we were transitioning away from hip hop, and I was only checking for the sort of the names that I really knew that I liked. Maybe I'd kind of dismissed Nine as a bit of a gimmick rapper i think because of his because of his voice just because the way he sounds yeah, yeah. this is, sounds, this is yeah. a slept this is slept on though, isn't it i think danny i don't know danny yeah. how, how you kind of got onto it but if anybody's listening hasn't heard this album you have to listen to it it, it is, is a brilliant album it is really worth listening to yeah it's a really work it's, it's a really interesting album i would say i do think it's got it's very much got its own sound this this nine album it's really unusual like um for, well, right off the bat it comes in um, with a track no introduction which samples Portishead's Biscuit which I took like it that really took me by surprise at the right. time because I was like that's weird really weird like how have you a heard that in the first place and then b got you know been able to sample it and just sort of almost completely take the Do you whole know chunk what, though? of it I, I didn't I didn't know that but mm. when I was listening to this early, mm. I was thinking this is kind of, it's a little bit sort of trip hoppy this album it is quite, yeah. It's, it's a really interesting album. I mean, like the the way I was, I knew about Nine obviously from his first album, but then he came out with Lion King, um, which was uh, I think a big single. I think it was the first single off this, and it was yeah. a really good, like big 
hit at the time or certainly on the, you know, rap stations or whatever. Um, so I, I loved that. And for some reason, off the back of that, I was really, really excited about this album. Like, com you know, the combination of the first album being so good and, and hearing Lion King. I remember, this is because, as you know, I went to New York in 1996 and yeah. I, I, we went to Times Square and I went around looking for this on CD. Um, and I managed to find it and I really was not disappointed. And I think... What's interesting about it is the choice of like the samples and the beats. Yeah. Like the guy, the producer is a guy called Rob Lewis, which is a really like rubbish name for a hip hop producer. It sounds like the sort of person like who's in the year above you at school, like, <laughs> yeah. like Rob Lewis. Um, but he um, he takes a really interesting approach with some of his samples and stuff. He almost like he he samples um, like orchestral music, like classical music. There's a lot of strings and a lot of orchestral stuff, um, and cuts it up and chops it up. It's quite a you know, a unique. Is he, is he an American producer? Yeah, he's from the Bronx, and he mm. he's got like an early association with Chuck Chill Out. Yeah, I think he, he produced some of the, um, their you know their album um, in the uh, late eighties. I'm reading on Wikipedia, um, but he's a really distinctive style, and he kind of carries on in this album where he left off on um, Nine Lives. And um, I mean, there's so many great chucks in this. Like, Every man for himself is great. We play for keeps. Yeah. yeah. Lion King, and then Make or Take, which is one of my like all timers. I love it's Make smooth, or Take. It's smooth, isn't it? It's brilliant. Yeah, I used to love that. I used to put it on all my uh, mix CDs at the time. It's got Smooth the Hustler on it as well, who had a hit like around the time with Broken Language. Um, he's it's got a lovely one. jazzy loop, hasn't it? It's, it's got just... a jazzy loop on it, which is um, I think it's a Ronnie Foster sample or something like that. I was looking up in the liner notes. It's yeah. one of those guys, and it's really nice bit of. Um, uh saxophone just looped up in there yeah really nice um so i was listening to this and i was thinking god do I, you know do i actually prefer this to ghostface killer because ghostface killer was always an album that i actually liked um as you said, don't as you I don't said. always like the wu-tang do you either? no that's, i'm not always that's... i'm not a wu-tang guy but like iron man was one of the ones i kind of i remember us being really impressed with iron man yeah i know and, and, I think... and actually i think it came out late in the year yeah so we would have like we were we were completely out of the hip-hop loop by that point like yeah. really like we were really focused on the sort of us garage stuff but i do remember still i, th I think i guess because it was a wu-tang member and because all of the other albums have been so good up until this point maybe it was just like right we'll make an exception for yeah to, to get excited yeah. about 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 Ghostface, yeah, but this, yeah, is, this right. is this is this is this is probably one of the hardest Wu Tang albums to listen to, though. So that's really interesting that you two liked it because it is it's hard listening, I think. I mean, it's, yeah, he's, he's, just, he's just such a good MC. Though. He's a good MC, but it had some really really great RZA production on it, like Iron Maiden and Two Sixty. Two Sixty was always my favourite track yeah. on this. Yeah. Um, and I just I think that the the quality of those two and a few of the others kind of made me hold this up as a really good Wu Tang album. Listening to it in more detail again now, I'm seeing a few of the, the you know weaker points of it and why it's not considered to be one of the best Wu Tang albums in the sort of hip hop oh, sort of audience at large. Yeah, no, I've, I've been listening to a lot of stuff recently. I don't think it's very well regarded, particularly. I think people prefer his later stuff, but um, but yeah, I do I do kind of I like this one, but in the end, I did I voted for nine because I just find it a much more interesting and engaging album and it has that kind of a, a different effect it has on got a bit of a more more of a unique sound but yeah for me is is kind of it, I, I do like the sound but a lot of the tracks i don't know weren't didn't use particularly memorable samples like for my money 
Yeah, some of them maybe. And yeah. I, I just, it kind of struck me that, I don't know, as we were alluding to earlier, sort of with um, like producers moving away from sort of sample based music, maybe a lot of the good, like a lot of the good obvious samples have just been used by this point and the people were having to dig a little bit deeper yeah. to find yeah. good stuff. And that can really bear fruit. But with yeah. this, for me, it's, it's all a bit kind of cookie cutter, you know, typical 1996 unremarkable stuff apart from as i mentioned the drums which are really nice it's got that really really kind of nice 1996 actually kind of drum sound like really fat kind of heavy yeah, reverby yeah. They really, snares i yeah, really, they really the, the love, the lovely and chunky yeah. there, there are lots of sort of there's lots of music around this time that kind of has that kind of really nice big heavy snare sort of sound but yeah, yeah. they've really perfected it i think haven't they they'd really learn how to sort of eq it and really give it a yeah really beef it up and really, yeah. sort of really crisp um and on the subject sample sorry it was ronnie laws that is sampling ronnie make laws. or take not ronnie foster which i might have said but um but yeah make or take was just an incredible track to me i think like when i live really listen to this all these tracks like every man for himself and we play for kids as soon as they came on they instantly just yeah. go, oh god i love this one yeah the, the samples the musicality in some of the, the tracks i think i think it's a really underrated slept on album i think it deserved yeah. a lot more props than it got but obviously it didn't and in this case it's been um beaten by Ghostface Killer. So that was a, a, a win for Ghostface Killer. And then the final match in round one was uh, Mad Skills from where against Nazis it was written. And that was another... Um, Slightly surprising 3-0 yeah, win for Mad very Skills surprising. Yeah. Um Steve, what do you think it was about Mad Skills that allowed it to kind of triumph over Nas in that way? Two things. I think the Mad Skills album is actually really good and actually another slept on album. I've slept slept on it and I've listened to it and I just think, whoa, why did why didn't you tell me about this album? It's actually Is this fantastic. your first experience of it, Steve? Yeah, my this is my first experience of it. I don't think there's a bad track on there. I've I've loved listening to it and I've talk, I could I'll talk in more detail when we get to the semi-final, but I think the second reason that it won is that the Nas album is a poor album. And I think the, the biggest problem here is that he sold out. He went from having the best producers in the game, producing Illmatic, to letting track masters. He just crossed over and it just didn't work. He just he just became this kind of mafiosa rapper. And he's just, I just don't think he's as good at it as Jay-Z or Raekwon or Ghostface. Um, and it, it's like he kind of ran out of, ran out of steam and just, I was just so disappointed with this album. And it probably, that's probably kind of, adds a little bit of bias to this and the tracks that are on there are just quite poppy mainstreamy what was the track that i did like yeah, is it is it no not yeah no, sorry I, the I, message totally, the, the message yeah, is the, the message. track sorry that i like yeah i mean yeah totally totally with you on that one um i think the nas album was considered a massive disappointment at the time in fact i've got it written down in my dishonorable mentions um column um just to talk about how it wasn't as good as it should have been i think that's i think that's 
the thing is that everybody was expecting this kind of Illmatic quality yeah. album to come out. But yeah, as you say, he crossed, crossed over. He sold out. Poppy hooks and stuff like that. Um, and I think there was a lot of things that people were excited about hearing on this album that just did not live up to the hype. And I'm thinking about Nas is Coming, the Dr. Dre produced track. I think people knew about this track beforehand and I was really excited for Nas and Dr. Dre. And yeah. it's absolutely appalling. It's dull. Um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far. Oh, it's not, it's not I hate appalling. That track. It's, I've it's always just, hated it. It's not as good as it. No, like it, should, it should have been a lot, lot better. But I don't, I don't think it's so bad. It's the one weird thing about that track. It's twice as loud as anything else on right. the album. Because <laughs> Doctor Dre is such a good mixer and masterer, yeah. it just sounds so much better than everything else on it. Oh, I just absolutely hate that track. You're absolutely right. You know, he's a masterful producer, and it probably is really well made. But it's just he does all the the things in that track that I hate about his later productions, mm. like that weird kind of percussion sound, like, and he does all the big orchestral. Yeah drum sounds it's just like it's really bad i hate that track so much i do like i like the way um there's that little bit of dialogue at the beginning i like i like how dr j like growls in it yeah oh again i hate that i hate that exchange at the beginning as well it's <laughs> it a is a bit annoying apart it. from dr yeah. j growl <laughs> um but you know it's got some absolute bangers on it though as well as all the Trackmaster, the poppy stuff like take it in no not take it but um i gave you power the primo team up which is something that could That's have great. quite happily been lifted off Illmatic, to be honest with you uh i used to i love street dreams it's got a linda clifford sample yeah. on it the yeah. um just brilliant sample also on sampled one. on to on the, all eyes on me as we'll find out yeah absolutely um and yeah, and I had uh, this is bad, but I had a little soft spot for Black Girl Lost, which is kind of like it's got this real R and B hook on it. But I quite like that one at the time. I know. Yeah, but yeah. it shouldn't be on a, on a Nas album. What it no. just it just what, why didn't they just go out and do the same thing? Get all the best producers in the game, yeah. stick to what he's good at because he is a good rapper. Yeah, but it just this just fell fell. I think what, one one of the kind of themes of this year and hip hop going forward though is that. People like people like this did want to have crossover hits, and they want they wanted to make money basically. Oh yeah. Um, and you don't you no one was ever going to make low you know millions or billions as Nas now has from yeah. make, keeping on making Illmatic. Um, so it might not have been a great album for the kind of purest golden era kind of hip hop fan, but. I mean, actually, to, to be honest, like this, this was actually the kind of shock of the tournament for me, but in quite a quite a good way. Yeah, you got um, what you deserved. No, no, no. I, I, you've you've um, we're at cross purposes here. I'm, I'm about to um, I'm about to vindicate this album. Um, again, sort of, it, it came out kind of right in the middle of me kind of moving away from hip hop. Didn't really. I don't even. I don't really think. I don't even think I I had Illmatic at the time. Um, so I, it wasn't as if I was kind of really expectant of this album or anything, but I really liked, I had Street Dreams because it was on one of those tapes that you brought back from New York, Danny. Oh, yeah, I, think, yeah. I think it was on the Do What tape and I, I loved Street Dreams and was kind of looking forward to this album. Um, and I think, um, I don't know, the album didn't make an impression with me at the time. And I sort of, you know, do recall people having a bit of a dim view of it as you've kind of spoken about. And I think I probably just internalized that as like a received opinion without really thinking about it. Because listening to it again this week, I like this album a lot more than well, I I I, I would just I would go so far as to say that I like it and I will start listening to it 
from now on. I don't, I don't think it's as bad as, uh, you know, it's not Illmatic, but, you know, Illmatic was a once in a lifetime kind of, you know, yeah. album, really. It's, you know, it's most, it's in most people's top three for, you know, for very good reason. He can't just, he can't, couldn't make lots more of those. I think this is actually really solid. I like, yeah. I like lots of tracks. I don't on think, this I album. don't think anyone's arguing it's not a good album. I just think it's a different album than a lot of people are expecting. And as yeah. you say, then that became the perceived it's got, thing is that it wasn't it's a good also, album, but It's got a bit more of a, I don't know, that, did Trapmasters produce all of this? or did? Or, I mean, no, not but, no, the, not the, the majority of it, it. It's, it's got a bit more of a consistent sound to Illmatic, which, you know, famously has, you know, like 10 different producers on it or, or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. Um, I just, I quite like, I just like the way this, this sounds. I think. It's got, I think. Yeah. There's, there's only one. Or, there's only one or two. There's loads of kind of threes, fours, three point fives on there for me. It's just, it's all really listenable. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 like, it starts he, off quite bad with um. What's the first track with sort of the guitar? The message. Oh, the message. The message. Oh, I, like I don't really, sting I don't, sample. It was it. I, I don't, so. don't really it's like the that. Shape of, then, shape of your heart. Sort of street like street dreams onwards. I should, there's loads of kind of really like really decent tracks on there and i think without the weight of expectation if this if, if this was his debut i think it would have kind of been received a lot better yeah I, I yeah i agree i don't i don't don't get me wrong i'm not saying it's a bad album i just think it i don't people don't think it was as good as it should yeah. have been or could have been but what it is and he obviously went for this and it was a success he went for a popular sound and yeah. you know in making that sort of album he made a really good one of those you yeah. know all the tracks, the great samples, great hooks. You know, and he's not—he's a great rapper on it. His, his lyrics on it are great. Yeah. You know, he, he just—I just know it's just one of those things. It's just how it's perceived. It's, and, um, it's made me—it's made me think because I—I always assumed like Nas is one of the big kind of jokes of the industry, isn't he? That he had this incredible debut album, and everything else was kind of progressively more shit after that. Yeah. And yeah. I, I like as a result of that, I've never listened to. Um, like Nostradamus or any of that. I, I, I like a few of his more recent albums. Yeah. Um, but I wonder if I actually went back and listened to like what was the third album called, Steve? Do you remember? Uh, I am. I am. Yeah. I, I wonder. I wonder if I kind of went back and listened to those albums now. If I'd actually like them based on my experience where, of where this. he started to go yeah no yeah i, I mean I, Pro- I probably not cause it's just a little bit later when it really kind of goes into that time when hip-hop just started to sound different so probably not but but based on the fact that i do love um like life is good steve you know that album that's that's a really good album i think or yeah it's very good album, the first yeah. four the first four tracks are incredible i would say yeah. Yeah. and nasir is a pretty good kind of ep as well yeah um, so yeah, I, I'm kind of interested in, in uh, listening to his earlier stuff. I think. Yeah, um, that was the final uh, match in round one. Um, so the winners that are going through to the semis are Two Packs, All Eyes on Me, Jay Z's Reasonable Doubt, uh, Ghostface Killers, Iron Man, and Mad Skills from Where. Okay, uh, you join us here, pitch side at the Allianz Arena in Munich 
for the draw for the semi-finals of the Hip Hop World Cup 1996. Our draw master Steve Hitchcock is um, over there with a bag of balls. Um, and who have you got over there with you this time, Steve? That's well, a familiar you, face. It is a very, very familiar face. Somebody who was a, a, a big star in uh, England's 1996 team. We've got Alan Shearer. But contractually not allowed to speak. No, no, no. Haven't got he, the rights to his voice. No, no. But he's, no, he looks no. very happy um, and ready to start. By the looks of it, he's giving those balls a shake. So let's see what comes out first. He's looking pretty fierce, actually. I better get on with this. Uh, okay, so first out of the hat is, and this is completely random, it's Jay-Z, Reasonable Doubt. Jay-Z's Jay-Z. Oh, no. <laughs> I can't believe I've done this. It's I can't believe Alan against... Shearer's done this. Alan Shearer, you pulled out Iron Man by Ghostface Killer. Oh, big New York battle. Alan. So he's that's, happy. yeah. He's happy. So that's uh, Jay-Z's... Uh, Jay-Z's Reasonable Doubt versus Ghostface Killer's Iron Man. Yeah. Uh, God, okay. I don't even know where to start with this one. Uh, and uh, Alan's got uh, next ball out. It's two-pack. All eyes on me. Home tie. Right. Against Mad Skills, obviously. Thanks, Alan. That, just, that does go to show what a pro Alan Shearer is. He didn't need to draw those two balls out. It was We knew what the outcome was. And yet... He signed a contract. He's going to take those balls out. Absolutely. Having said that, though, he is running around the studio now with his hand in the air, which is a little is bit unprofessional. And also, um, the ability, his, his inability to speak is a, quite a blessing because he hasn't mentioned his Premier League record yet either. So the scoring record, which he bangs on about on Match of the Day. So, you know, yeah, never, blessings there. Never won the FA Cup or the World Cup, so. Okay. Right, so the first tie in the uh, Hip Hop World Cup semi-final uh, for 1996 is um, Jay-Z versus uh, uh, Ghostface Killer. I mean, what a clash of the titans that is. Two of the biggest names in hip-hop, Steve. I mean, what, what are your thoughts on these two? Get the ball rolling. Yeah, two big guns for me in this year. I mean, so Iron Man for me is an absolute classic album. It's dark, it's raw, it's but, and I always say this, I prefer those long playing albums that kind of reward you for listening to it from the beginning to the end. I think it's got so many good raps, great beats, interesting samples, great skits. It's, it's a really varied album, isn't it? It, it? it doesn't kind of have a, have a style of like, I don't know, like Human Links or, or Liquid Sword. It does kind of like, skip between different types of uh, production. And- yeah, I'd say, it's, I'd say it sounds a bit more polished. It's, it's quite a polished album for a RZA production, produced album. Then if you go along with that, maybe I'm just talking in terms of the sound quality, but it's just, it, to mm. me, this always feels quite polished. Whereas previous Wu-Tang albums, you know, especially their debut, was quite grubby, quite grimy. Yeah. This, this kind of... Upgraded his kit, hasn't he? He's upgraded that, his that, kit. That Wu-Tang money he's yeah. come, comes in from the he's album bought, sales. He's bought himself, bought, uh, he bought himself like an O2R yeah, digi- and a, and digital a, um, mix or something like that. And a Porter Studio. Yeah. Hmm. But I, I, yeah. I, think, um, I think it kind of sounds quite a lot like the Raycon album, personally. Well, in terms of the beats and the samples and stuff yeah. like that, in terms of the choice. I mean, I, 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 you know, I, I might be embarrassing myself kind of saying this because I, I haven't kind of listened to the two back to back today or anything, but I don't know. Um, I understand the kind of how they were released chronologically, but 
were they necessarily recorded chronologically? I wonder if like maybe this this and Raekwon might have been recorded at a similar time and they just broke up the two releases because they were quite similar. Is that I don't know if that's known or whether that's a oh. you think that might be a possibility? Possibly. I, I don't know that, but they definitely have Capadonna, Raycon, and Ghost all featuring very heavily, and they all, yeah, they're all three of them are in their prime, aren't they? They're just, oh, definitely. they flow so fantastically on so many of the tracks. I think I'd, I think I prefer Raycon on this than I do on his own album. On, fa- yeah, on, fa- on Faster Blade, his, some of his best verses on this. Yeah, on Faster Blade, that is his best track ever, and it's not even on his album. It's just him rapping, and that is just. That, uh, one of my favourite tracks in the whole album. Mm. Mm. I like. I also like the lack of vanity that he lets other rappers go first on a lot of tracks. They take yep. the first verse and things like that. It's a very kind of democratic album, isn't it? Yeah. Where you know they've got a group of people. It's almost like a group. It's like a Wu Tang album, basically. Mm. Um, I, I like that about it. You never quite know who's going to come in first. Um, but I think I, I would agree with you about the, the similarity to, to Raekwon. I think that Raekwon was also, you know, for a Wu Tang album was. Quite that, that's the one it's most similar to. It doesn't yeah, sound anything yeah. like Takao, doesn't no. sound anything like Liquid no. Swords. Yeah. Um, ODB's album had a kind of quite a unique sound as well, a very sort of sloppy, muddy, lollopy kind of album. Whereas, yeah, this and Raekwon, they're, they're both kind of cut from a similar cloth, I think, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, but, absolutely. But all three of them suit the beats on here so well. They're just, they're just such a nice fit. I think that's what makes the album yeah. so good. And that yeah. the whole of the album is is greater than the sum of its parts because of how well that works. Yeah, I, do, I totally agree. I mean, it comes in it comes in strong with Iron Maiden. I love Iron Maiden. Yeah, it's so, such a great a start. Heavy beat. heavy beat, like really, really good classic wizard beat. Um, and and then, that dialogue at the beginning as well. Yeah, I love. Yeah, the dialogue samples. Message for Smokey, like that's yeah, brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there's more of that. I think it starts two sixty as well. Two sixty, and that is like yeah. my other big one. Al Green sample, yeah. really well used, but really it's just a loop and. He likes his loops, doesn't yeah. he? You know? There's probably a lot more going on than just a loop. But well, I, I don't know. That is the one. That, the, the thing with this album that I was going to say about it is that it is quite a simple production. Like there are just a lot more, just straight up loops yeah. on this. Like, and this is why I wonder if whether it was if they were recorded and released like out of sequence because it goes Raekwon uh jizzer and then this one and liquid swords i think is just a much better more detailed richer production yeah. there's more in it than yeah. kind of this which is, is quite simple yeah that being said like the just talking about 260 which again is is my favorite that our green sample is just it's so simple but so astonishingly done as well but i don't know i I think what he's done i think he just sampled the right channel yeah because if you listen to the original there's like a much brighter string sample in the left channel so he's just sampled one channel monoed it i think it's pitched down just by a semitone or something maybe not even that a little bit of a filter on it and that's about it yeah and 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 the bass is like he's tweaked tweaked the bass but he's somehow taken that sample. It makes it sound so menacing. Yeah, I know it's it's, it's masterfully it's really, done. It's really it's one of those so. situations like you know it sounds simple, but you or I couldn't do it. You know. Yeah. I, I know. I don't know how you you would. Be I, able think, to I, think, exactly I think I think I think I think you maybe could with this because I, I think I've kind of 
described quite well what he's done. But I reckon I think, there's something else going on. There's some special not, source happening. May, yeah. there, there might be, but it, it is quite simple. But yeah. yeah, it just, it doesn't sound, it, 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 yeah, how he's just, he's got this knack of taking like a soul sample and making it sound like it's come from like, you know, a horror film or something. It just yeah, sounds really yeah, menacing. It's, it's and, brilliantly yeah. done. Um, I do, uh, there's loads of really great tracks on there. I like, I like Winter Wars, as you yeah. said, the, the Faster Blade yeah. is great. I made in 260. Um, what's Daytona. the one? Wild, Wildflower's a nasty little track, isn't it? Um, is it? Is it Wildflower? It's all this, you know, the sex stuff in it. And, I think Kame and Fish are my favourite tracks. I think I have slightly oh, different Fish is, fish is yeah. monstrous. Fish is we, fish. Ghost, ghost, the way Ghost that. raps on there, yeah, is amazing. Yeah. 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 It just yeah. Talking absolute up. nonsense, though. Oh, yeah. Which no, is exactly. I, no, I, like, and, I mean, like, I would say the best lyrical performance on this is on Daytona, which yeah. again is, is on the most simple beat you could possibly imagine. Tiny little kind of half a bar loop sort of thing. Yeah, Nautilus. But the rapping Nautilus. is crazy, Nautilus. isn't it? Oh, the rapping is incredible. All I mean, what three is he going on about? All He's just three of them. Stream yeah. of that, consciousness, that, I, isn't it? I think to me that's that is my favourite Raekwon verse. I just love the way it kicks off about you know. I'm not going to kind of wrap it myself. We, we all know go it, on, but um, go on. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to. I'd, I'd, I'd do it too well. I think I wouldn't want to. Um, wouldn't want to take the shine away from Raekwon. But I wonder if, like those other two verses, Capador and Ghostface, are almost as good as it. And I, I think Capadonna really does himself proud on this album. Generally speaking, being on it with being on it yep. with two kind of really good rappers. Yeah, like he holds it. his own. I mean, Ghostface. Ghostface is considered by a lot of people as the best rapper ever. Yeah, um, and I think it's you know it's, it's quite hard to argue with that. Like he is incredible. He's now, consistent, consistently yeah. brilliant. Yeah. No, but um, like, all, all, all I got is you. The way he raps on there is amazing. If you go back yeah. and listen to that, I mean, it, it's, it's really emotional. Quite, yeah, but he's quite heavily quoted from some of the stuff in there as well. It's 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 a really good rap, really good rap. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I do find though, however, that um, after you kind of get past Motherless Child, which I love, I think I was on the Sunset Park soundtrack yeah. as well, which is kind of where I first heard it. I do kind of think it loses its way slightly, and yeah. some of those tracks towards the end are a little bit less memorable. Let's say, after um, the smoke is clear is good. After the smoke yeah, is clear is good. I like, I like the, Marvel. Um, I like I like the way it, it switches. What I'm saying about the variety of the album. Suddenly you get these different type yeah. of tracks at the end, which well, kind of for me, make I, it worth listening to. I could have quite happily ended it after Mother's Child and being perfectly honest with you. The, the ones towards the end, I found myself just skipping through them out of um, formality, but I listened to the rest all the way through when I was re-evaluating it. And I think that tells you a lot about how I feel about those end tracks. But, um, you know, obviously, you, if you like a nice long player, like you say, Steve, then you're going to like, lap up I those like last tracks. I think it's a good... I think, just, I, I think Marvel is a really good ending. It's just... Yeah. I just think... Um, you know, you know that I wasn't kind of the biggest fan of Cuban Links either. I think you like you'd, you'd make such a good single album out if you'd combine those two best tracks from Raekwon's album and Ghostface's album. You'd have an absolute. That probably would be the best Wu Tang album then. I think. Yeah. So, how do you think this album compares with Jay Z? Then, I mean, they're quite. You know, yeah, different, sonically I different. I think they're very different. And so, you know, where do you even start to compare these two? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't have like an awful lot to say about Jay-Z. 
on this album to be honest like it was one of those ones where yeah i just wasn't really checking for new artists at this point in my life um so i've never formed an attachment to it i kind of there are a couple tracks i like on there like coming of age i think is really a really uh, good story a really good beat really good story great rapping the back and but, forth on that track is really good isn't it, it? yeah with, it, it with is with memphis memphis yeah and memphis um I, I don't know, I can't take away how good a rapper Jay-Z is um, or his kind of place in hip-hop, but I don't know, I've, just, I've never been the biggest fan, really. I, I kind of, I like his stuff from Blueprint onwards a bit more. Um, I think I just, I, re I remember him kind of being on top of the pops doing Hard Knock Life, like in 97, <laughs> and just thinking it was just so stupid. Um, and what, do you, of, what, what do you think about the beats on this album, Larry? I think they're just kind of all right um, for me personally. I, I can see sort of why people, you know, would really rate the album, but I don't know, yeah, it's just all a bit kind of. Um, lots of people say this is to me really. Lots of people say this is his best produced album, and I think it's got it's got some great samples on there. I think it's got some really well chosen samples. I think it's it's really it's of its time. Yeah, um, I think you know. If I had never deviated away from hip hop, if, if I'd still liked it and been checking for new artists as much as I was, you know, a year or two previous, I kind of fancy that I would really like this album and, and I would kind of have it as one of my favourites, but but I didn't and I don't. Yeah, but for me, this is a classic album. I, I, when this when I first got this album, I was so excited. I just just listened to it constantly. I think yeah. Danny, you you, I think you were probably into this album when it first came out. Yeah, I mean, I really, I was so excited about this album coming out. I was first introduced to him on um, Can I Get Open by Original Flavor, which came out, I think, in 93. Um, and his verse on that, I just absolutely loved it. And um, I was looking forward to him releasing some of his own material. And yeah, eventually this came out, really, really excited when it came out. You know, we knew kind of dead presidents already. Um, and, uh, and then, and then, yeah, it came in with Can't Knock the Hustle with Mary J. Blige, who I also liked around that time, like with the album My Life, and um, which was only 94. And it just had all the right elements. I think a lot of what I love about it, let's start with the beats, is that they use a lot of really great soul samples. Yeah. yeah. Really great recognizable samples that yeah. I like tracks that I actually love as well, just to listen to in their own right. You know, like you say, Coming of Age uses Inside You. Well, Inside Henderson. You, yeah. It's just yeah, amazing. Yeah. And, um, and uh, Brooklyn's Finest uses. Um, Ohio players. Yeah. Uh, what's the politics as usual is the stylistics hurry up this way again sample and that yeah. is one of my favourite soul songs. So, and, and it was just flipped yeah. so well on this. I mean, I absolutely love what they did with it on, on that track. Is there, is there like but, is there um, a Bohannon sample on this? Yeah, well? that's um, uh, what is it? Cashmere Thoughts. Cashmere Thoughts. Thoughts yeah. yeah. But yeah. the, the thing, um, I, just the thing that the album does well, Danny, is it doesn't just use samples. Well, it, it also takes what uh, great quotable hip hop samples and in almost every single yeah. track it's quoting like Nas or somebody famous and I think actually he's put I think they put a lot of thought into doing that yeah and I th yeah well in terms of like the, the, the hooks and stuff and the samples yeah. of, of other rappers and stuff on the hooks yeah I think it's a good um, no, nowhere more so than Devils, which is I think I was always perhaps my favorite on here the primo one um 
you know, using the Snoop Doggy Dog sample on, yeah. on the chorus and things like that. I thought that was really well done. That is one that is one of DJ Premier's best beats, I think. It's a hard beat. It's a hard beat, really good beat, memorable beat as well. Um I just I just think the beats I think Jay Z's flow on this, his his rhymes schemes are really clever. Like yeah. this is the only Jay Z album I own and the only one I've ever heard. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously I've heard his later singles, but I just I this is the only Jay Z album I've ever you know, I've got and I just think this is so I think it's masterful the way he rhymes on, the, on these um, these tracks. Um, Nine to five is how you survive. So many absolutely. classic lines on it. Yeah. Um, so I just, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a tricky one to vote on, I think, boys. I think that's pretty much what we're, what we're learning here. Should we do it? Should we go for it? Yeah, let's do it. it. Right, Steve, let's start with you. Which one are you going for? Who are you voting for? So love Jay-Z, classic album, but... I just think Ghostface Killer is absolute classic. I would rather listen to that all day. I could listen to it non-stop forever. So Iron Man for me. Cool. Right, Larry, what are you voting for? Yeah, I mean, Ghostface Killer isn't quite the album that I always imagined it was. Uh, too much filler on there. But that being said, I, I would much rather listen to this any, any day of the week than Jay-Z. Okay, cool. Well, um, okay, it's a bit of a... So all academic. I'm going to go for Jay Z. I think. I think it was always an album I much preferred listening to. Um, it just it's more your kind. It's more yeah. your kind of sound. I think, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you nailed it there. Nailed it there. Yeah, it's just my my sound palette that I loved around the time. Smooth yeah. soul samples and things like that. So yeah, yeah. Jay Z gets my vote, but that doesn't stop uh, Ghostface Killer winning our first semi final, two to one. Get on. Come on, y'all. Get locked. Get down. Okay, moving on to our second semi-final in the Hip Hop World Cup of 1996. We find uh, the rank outsider, Mad Skills, from where? Um, coming up against Tupac's juggernaut of an album, double album, All Eyes On Me. Um, you know, David and Goliath in many ways, but, you know, there's uh, pros and cons to both albums. So what, what, what are we saying about this one, Steve? Okay, well, just start with Mad Skills, I think. Yeah. Like like I said in the last round, it's, it's an album that I hadn't listened to before, and I, I'm really, um, really upset and frustrated that I haven't really, because he, he has got Mad Skills, and he's a great rapper. He sounds a bit like Big L, don't you think? I, I kind of thought, he's not quite as like punchy as Big L, but... He's from that same sort of lyrical school, yeah. isn't he? It's all punchline punch rappers. Punchline rapper, yeah, definitely, but not quite as good. Not quite as good, but also just sound the sound. It just sounds quite similar. Sometimes I'm like, is that really big L rap in there? Yeah. Um, yeah, I hadn't thought of that, but yeah, that's not that's not a bad observation actually. And there's there's just no bad tracks on this album, and, and the the you know lot a lot of good producers on here. It's got Jay well, Jay Diller, Beatnuts, Buckwild, Large Professor, Clark Kent, and I just I love Move Your Body. I think that was one I knew anyway. That was when I came across that track. So I, I know that one. Um, but some yeah, some really classic lines on there, good rapping, um, and some good kind of like boom bap. I think that's still on there for a '96 album. Which this is this is proper like, hip hop, isn't yeah. it? Proper hip hop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was, so I was um, really, really pleased with it. Yeah, yeah, and it's a good, it's a really good album. I was just 
back then, my I was always more a fan of the beats and the music than the lyrics. So well, the way I would often select the albums that I committed to buying was by looking at which producers were involved. And with this yeah. one, I was looking down the you know the, the list of the producers, and it's and it's another one of those that's kind of got an all star lineup on there, which kind of sometimes it was irrelevant who the rapper was to me. I just I like the beats, yeah. I like the producers. Yeah. So I looked down this one. You've got you've got the beat nuts. You've got Buck Wild. You've got Large Professor. You've got Sean J. Period. Um, also of the Alcoholics and Down South. Um, but also interestingly, you've got a couple tracks produced by Jay Diller on here which I didn't actually at the time sort of equate it being him because I'm yeah. not a I'm, I'm not I'm one of these who doesn't understand what the big fuss is about Jay Diller I don't really understand no. it mm-hmm. um, and on here he's got a couple of tracks and they aren't two of the best I have what to did he produce on this he, he, it's going down and yeah. uh, the jam and you right. can kind of hear his style a little bit you know yeah, but they're not the best tracks like you said they're not the best tracks at all I but, really like yeah. it's going down yeah, no, it's going down. It's great, and it's, it's the opening track as well, which is a yeah. really good, really good track. But I just think, you know, it was an all-star lineup of producers, which really attracted me to get it. I got it. I was really not disappointed with what I heard. I thought Matt Skills is such a great rapper. He plays a lot on the fact that he's obviously not from New York, even though yeah. he is. He's from Virginia. Um, loads of really good beats, some really great memorable lyrics. But ironically, I think having selected it on the basis of the producers that are on it, the big name producers, my favourite track on it is actually produced by Matt Skills himself, which is. Uh, tongues of the next shit. Yeah, that's yeah, great. That's brilliant, Which isn't is it? Just it's, it's, it's that's one favorite. of the. That's such a great loop, yeah. isn't it? Great loop, yeah. great beats, the lyrics on it, great hook, just everything about it. It was always again. I always judge it yeah. by which is the one I would put on yeah. the mixtape, and it's yeah. that one. So yeah, yeah, just a strong, strong album. Loved it at the time. I do think there's a few at the end. The Sean J. Period uh, track. Sorry, Sean. I know you're a big listener of this podcast, but I just you're beats didn't don't really do it for me on the, towards the end good though they are they you know they're all right but they're, they're not you know they don't compare to the rest remind, remind me what tracks they are so he did um all in it and an unseen world i think no no unseen world was easy lp i think he did street rules and all in it yeah the world. that's that's the weak part of the yeah. um yeah album. definitely and I, I think there's a dj clark kent track i think he did the movie body one I think was, yeah i don't really like that that's, no, that's kind of like a Going for a radio, it's radio sort yeah. of hit radio. kind of fodder, isn't it? Absolutely. But you know, there's loads, there's some really nice, there's a couple of really nice Buckwild tracks on here. Just one sample in Roy Ayers. Doing um, Time in the Cypher is brilliant. Doing Time in the Cypher, yeah. Buckwild. That's class. Uh, can we just talk, talk a bit about Buckwild? Because he's one, he's another one of these producers that I, to me get, doesn't get as much props as he should. Like he's part of the DITC crew. Yeah. He, he is been responsible for so many great tracks yeah. over the years, but for some reason Pop he's not boom bap. in the same esteem. Proper boom bap, like he did um, the stuff he did on AZ's album, you know, the, the, the tracks on there. I just don't think he got as, as many props as he, he should have over the years. Um, yeah, agreed. But hey, that might just be me, yeah. Um, so yeah, what, what are your are there any more thoughts on this the Mad Skills album before we move start talking about? I love I love this album. This, I th- this is um, one of my kind of. Um, probably not a top 10 of all time but it's kind of it's on the periphery of that and um yeah I, I think I'm sort of quite the same with you as you actually Danny is like music is kind of what really I really pay attention to with hip-hop mainly more so than lyrics not that I don't like it you know good good lyricism but I seem to remember like mad skills I remember reading about him in like hip-hop connection mm. and they were like really fo- 
really focusing or they made such a big kind of thing about how good a rapper he was and like to the point where he was um and he kind of references it himself like being like on next level kind of um sort of thing really just like doing stuff that other rappers hadn't really done before just such a clever kind of punchlines and uh sort of similes and all that kind of stuff yeah um but the main thing like the, the beats like, it's got some of my favorite beats of all time on this i absolutely love um doing time in the cypher love yeah. love love that sample yeah so um VA in the house has got Virginia's uh, in the house is yeah, really the, good. The Joe sample uh, sample on there from yeah. The, the tons of, tons of the next shit has got a great beat. Yeah. Um, Funnily enough, that that tons of the next shit loop isn't listed in the liner notes. I'm curious really? what it is. Yeah, I, I'm dying to find out what that it's is. It's really um, you'd think it, it's quite you'd think that it would stand out like a sore thumb. It's, it's a really distinctive. Yeah kind of sort of keyboard part on there yeah it's probably somebody there. like bobby lyle or somebody like one of these keyboardists that had yeah. just funk albums out in the 70s one of those but he's kind of not used enough of it to merit a sample clearance or something yeah like i wonder if like just talking about like 96 being a transitionary year transitioning into a sort of a more blingy kind of vibe conversely i kind of i wonder like especially with the last few tracks on this I don't know if you agree with this, Steve. You probably know more about this than Danny, but it seems to me like a lot of this is, is kind of like a precursor to like the whole backpacker kind of rap that was, you know, like the whole raucous kind of thing in the late 90s, where especially with like Unseen World and, um, yeah, but yes, Unseen World, like the, the posse cut, where they're kind of, they've got this sort of um, super scientifical kind of lyrical style where they use lots of kind of multi like polysyllabic words and just try and cram as many syllables as possible into verses in a way that doesn't necessarily fit very well uh, in a way that you would then see kind of people like LP and Big Just really kind of master a year or two later yeah this kind of to me seems like it's a bit of a um, like an antecedent of that whole vibe I don't know if you've kind if you cottoned on to that at all no, I, I, I didn't think that, but I think you are, you're definitely right. I think we, and we are seeing a few albums that aren't in this World Cup that are starting to move towards that more kind of underground. Yeah, and like uh, you've got like the, the last track. In, yeah, like the, like the last track in Inherit the World, which I don't know if, Danny, you mentioned it just now. I don't remember whether you liked the beat or not, but I think it's, it's, it's a great beat. And this is one of my favourite tracks of all time. It's really, really? Um, yeah, really kind of... Um, visual kind of um i don't know it's weird like he's basically he's rapping about kind of um having somehow wiped out all of humanity from being like the best rapper yeah and yeah. then having done that kind of regretting it because he's like he's there are no more foes to vanquish hmm. it's kind of like a class like a classic kind of um like a Greek tragedy, or yeah. or something. It's just yeah. it's, it's a weird thing to be rapping about. But a clever, but a clever one though. It's a clever one, interesting and, concept, and it, and it plays into that thing about that's the kind of thing that rappers, yeah. like, like those backpack rappers, they would rap about that kind of of yeah. thing. Whereas you wouldn't yeah. a couple of years ago, you wouldn't have found Nas no. rapping about that. You know? Yeah, I think there's a lot more going on intellectually with this album. Definitely, he's a bit, he's you know, takes more of a cerebral approach. Definitely. 
Um, and yeah, I, did, I quite like that. I quite like the thing. Wrong. Those ones towards the end, they're all they're all right beats and stuff like that. But they just didn't grab me as much as mm. the earlier ones. But I think that's a good point about moving towards that. The, I mean, he could quite happily be a member of the hieroglyphics, you know, something like that, or yeah. something like that, with, with this kind of verbal wordplay and stuff. Yeah. Like that. And now yeah. that I think about it, he he did have some tracks out on Raucous. Right. So yeah, that kind of um, so that checks out. That's cool. So we're all we're all agreed that this is a, a great album. Yeah, yep. but like, where does it sit in comparison to uh, its opponent in the semi here? Two packs, all eyes on me. I mean, uh-huh. is it, it's chalk and cheese basically. Yeah. But I mean, Steve, I'm going to let you go first on this one because I'm I don't even know where to start with this album. Well, yeah, I've been thinking about this a lot. I mean, I obviously really like Two Pack, and um, and so I'm not going to. You finally got one in. I'm going to. Yeah, I, I finally we finally got a Two Pack album, but actually not his best. And he's album. in the semis. And he's in the semi-final. This is like crazy, and this is like this is like the version of Tupac, which I, I don't like as much. You know, Me Against the World is is more kind of the Tupac that, that I like. But this is an album that I love and I listen to loads. But it is flawed. It is 27 tracks. Five of them should not even be on the album because they're just rubbish. And you oh, can on, easily pick. So no more pain. What's your phone number? Checkout time. Oh. Run the streets. Heaven ain't hard to find. I skip those every time I get to them. Just don't. I will just say, Steve, about no more pain. Like I'm not the biggest fan of it either, but the drum programming is quite notable on that. Like it's got that kind of like a triplet, <laughs> like a southern triplet swing in it that you just yeah. you didn't kind of you didn't typically find in hip hop back then. Like outside of the south. He's um, and, um it's yeah. produced by Devontae Swing from Jodeci, yeah. the Jodeci producer. So it's kind of got that kind of it's a Timberlandy type thing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, like yeah, exactly. The hats on it. It's yeah. quite interesting. What's the thing? It's got yeah. so many different and what's producers your phone on there? With, with an unusual beat as well. But they, yeah, so, there's so many different producers kind of fighting for different styles, and and you know, and Tupac is trying to be really kind of thugged out, isn't he? And and, he, and some of the guest rappers. <laughs> Kind of contribute to that kind of nonsense with like the outlaws or whatever they're called they don't really kind of you know when you've got like dre and snoop and nate on there it's the, the tracks are so much better but you we, we, we would have had an unbelievable album if he just picked the 13 best down. best tracks yet i i think we could we could say that this would be one of the best albums of all time if it just had the 13 best tracks we could have an unbelievable album but you're always going to He's always going to want to make loads of money, so he's, that's why there's kind of two albums, and you know, everyone was desperate to hear him after he was had been in prison for for a year or whatever, however long he was in there. So I get the fact that it had to be got lawyers, those, lawyers' fees to pay, lawyers' fees to pay, yeah. and it was the the first double album I think in in hip hop history. So there was a lot kind of riding on it, and so I still love it. I just get so frustrated because it. I think it is ultimately flawed. Yeah, it's flawed. I think the biggest flaw it has is it's just too much. It's too overblown. There's too many tracks. T- totally agree that he could have had. He could have cut it down to a single, absolutely belting one um, single album. You know, uh, a single disc. Um, however, I do. You know, all of my favourite ones, apart from "Can't See Me," they're all on disc one. This oh, really? one is where it's all the, all the good stuff for me. Yeah, I love disc one. It is like I could have I could have completely got rid of disc two. 
but just jumped, can't see me over onto the first disc, and I would have been perfectly happy. Yeah. What about, um, what about Holler at Me? I love Holler at Me, and no, all, eyes, all Eyes on Me is a great track. Yeah, that uses the, the Linda Clifford sample again, like we talked about on the Nas album. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't use it as well as Nas. No, it doesn't, does it? Anyway, um, yeah. Um, and I just don't, I, I can't even remember a lot of the ones on that second album. I don't even remember how a lot of them go. They used the, um, they had the remix of California Love as well, which is just yeah, silly because the original is just like an all time banger basically. Yeah, yeah. like the remix yeah. is just really limp. Yeah, I never quite understood that. Why did why we got that the intimate connection version of it rather than the yeah. the piano led one? But there you go. Yeah, and how can you how can you badly sample that track as well? Yeah, I don't know. It sounded like a replayed Dre thing as well. Like he yeah. likes to replay stuff. But listen, I need just need to quickly talk about. Uh, a track on here that is one of my absolute all-time favourites. Oh, Not just two-pack track, but just track of all time, and that's yeah. scandalous. Oh. Um, oh, yeah. Daz on there it is proper music. He's got a the live piano. bass line going oh, on. He's got yeah. roads going on. He's got guitars. He's got Nate Dogg singing the hook. The beat, it just kicks in. It's one of those tracks that gives me chills every yeah. single time I hear it. I think it vocoder, might be his best track. Oh, like Daz's Daz best track, maybe. Oh, Daz's yeah. best production, definitely. I absolutely love that. Um, and the other thing about this album is it coincided with me passing my driving test back in 1996. I think it came out in February 96, and that's the month I passed my driving test. So this is the one I put on my tape and I used to listen to this on tape yeah Steve I used to take uh, you over to football training I recall yep. and I used to play this in the car Fair and enough. the one we always used to bump was all about you um, <laughs> as well uh, we used to love that one uses the cameo candy sample yeah, um, yeah. just a great do you car know, do track you know what? now that you mention yeah. that and, and I, I thought of, I was going to mention this anyway uh, but I remember when you first passed your test I, I remember you came to see me up at my work I used to work at a gar like a tyre garage and you came up yeah, to see yeah. me I think like the day you got your car I think you had Thompson in the car with you and you were playing um playing like this album basically I always always stuck in my mind yeah it's got a heavy play oh, 100% it was my car album yeah, yeah. heavy play in the old mini metro I think but, can't um, see me with can't see me got played a lot because that's just I think that I think that's my favorite track on the whole album I think it's just it's brilliant can't see it's me. it's heavy isn't oh, it it's, me, yeah. it's pure hip-hop the legend the legend goes that it was intended for um it was intended for yeah. how Skelter, the Dre and uh, Cube album, but they should nick it. I, lo I, I love the I love way the Tupac raps on this, though. It's so, yeah. um, it's really yeah. angry, um, yeah. like emotional, yeah. urgent, yeah, performance. Yeah. Just going back yeah. to Scandalous, is, is I, I couldn't detect yeah. that, there, that there's um, that it's based on a sample or an interpolation. Like, is, is if it's no, if it is. is an original com composition, that is just so much more impressive. Yeah, if you look at the credits, no. it credits Tupac and Daz Dillinger. That's 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 it. That is really impressive. It's uh, yeah, I think it's all yeah, new music. I think it's brilliant. Just com composed just for that track. Um, fantastic piece of music. But the, the playing on it, and you know, he says he says Daz stop yeah, playing around yeah. on that piano. So in my yeah, head, it's Daz yeah, yeah, yeah. on, the, on yeah. the roads. It's fantastic. Um, just so many great high points in this album. Uh, some of Daz's other beats are a bit kind of keyboard beat. Well, th right? this is the thing with Daz, isn't it? It's is he get, he, he yeah. kind of uh, oscillates between like these incredible beats like Scandalous and Let's Play House and and yeah. then one more and, day, one more day, and then he's also got things like um, I don't know, just um, really forgettable kind of like two of America's Most Wanted on this. It's just a kind of you know third tier 
tinny yeah. kind of beat. I just don't, I don't get his quality control, or whether that was out of his hands or he just liked yeah. to kind of spread the stars around. But it just astonishes me how he can be so capable and, and so incapable as well. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Tupac actually, I think he's a really great rapper. I think he does rap really well on here. It's just yeah. the stuff, the stuff he raps about is just so. He's just gone so thug, thug at, this, at this point. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's too far gone. But I think, you know, you've got a lot of high profile producers on here doing some really great stuff. I mean, DJ Quick, yeah. there's a DJ Quick produced track on it. Oh, Hearts of Men yeah. is my second favorite not, not, track. Not the best. Not, 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 no, not top tier Quick. Um, oh, still still a though. decent, a decent beat. I really love um, How Do You Want It? That's a good, that's a, that's yeah. a good beat. Yeah. How Do You Want It? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Quincy Jones sample. Yeah. Have, you, um, um, have you ever seen the video for that track? Uh, probably. Well, it is, yeah. it's filthy. It, it? it basically amounts yeah. to, to, it's practically porn. <laughs> it's right. I, I, used, I used to have like a um, Death Row 2 Gangster for TV right. VHS. It had that on it, and it like the unedited version. And yeah, it's just yeah. Is it around a swimming pool by any chance? It's in. I think <laughs> it's in like a. I think it's in like it's a jacuzzi kind yeah. of thing. Just you, like t- typical. You can just imagine it. You, know? you, should, you just should not put rappers anywhere near water. They're like gremlins. No. Yeah. <laughs> the minute you do, women's clothes start falling off. Beach yeah. balls start getting thrown around. Anyway, okay. So should we vote on this one then? Um, yeah. I'm going to start with you, Larry. What, what are you going for on these two? Yeah, I mean, for me, with Tupac, I think apart from you know, you've got you've got three or four like all-time classic tracks on there that, that we've kind of gone over already. A handful of average to good tracks, and just loads of filler. Just the um, by virtue of it being a, a double album, it just it didn't need to be. It's you know, it's a smart move financially, and. You know, there, there's something forever on there, like in terms of musical styles, um, but it just dilutes it too much for me. Um, I find it hard to imagine anyone sort of really loving it all the way through. Um, whereas Mad Skills, yeah, like I said, it's it's a kind of it's an it's a um, one of my all-time favourites. It's that it's the highest scoring uh, album for me this year. Um, yeah, I'm, def- I'm definitely going for for Mad Skills in this one. So that's one for Mad Skills. Um, for me, um, as much as I love Mad Skills and recognise that it is the hip hop lover's choice, uh, the Tupac album just meant so much more to me back in that at the time. Yeah. Um, as I say, it's my first car album that I bumped a lot. I just absolutely loved it. Really excited when it came out. Um, really wasn't disappointed. This, I mean, yes, there's too much on it. Um, could have done with a bit of editing, but. It, yeah, I, I just used to listen to it loads and loads. So yeah, I'm going to go for two pack, um, which makes it one all. So Steve, you've got the deciding vote on this one. Well, this, this has got this has got to hurt, Steve. I know I know you want to right. vote for two pack, but I know that your heart, <laughs> that your head, makes you kind of as the, the hip hop purist in you wants to vote for Manscaped. Yeah, and it? this is this is I mean this is really really exciting stuff. Yeah, it's just like we're in extra time here, aren't we? Extra it's uh, yeah, it's yeah. it's crazy, and I and I think I think in this situation, I if if I Steve's I'd dream this, and his nightmare, two packers in this Sophie's Sophie's choice. Yeah. Uh, I, I think if I had, if I'd had the Mad Skills album for a longer period of time, I think I would have loved it, and I would be voting for it. But I really do love All Eyes on Me. I, I love Tupac and I, it is flawed but it, I still love it so I'm going to vote for All Eyes On Me so there we have it 
All Eyes on Me by Tupac uh, wins the second semi-final and goes through to play Ghostface Killer's Iron Man in the final. Whoa. Exciting times. What time to be alive. Uh, join us after these messages. There are, there are no messages. <laughs> You're back with us here at the Allianz Arena in Munich. We're still pitch sides. Um, for some reason, we've now been joined by John Barnes and Adrian Childs. Um, again, they can't talk, but they're here anyway. Um, listen, this is a massive, massive uh, World Cup. We've, we've been uh, we've, we've been spoiled this year, haven't we? Um, we've, we've had loads of great albums. We've whittled it down to our finalists, which are Ghostface Killers, Iron Man, and Tupac's All Eyes on Me. Um, fellas, this is this is huge, isn't it? Yeah, it's a great matchup, isn't it? We've had a good World yeah, Cup. Yeah. I mean, Mad Skills have had a good tournament. Um, and Unlucky to go guns. out. Unlucky to go yeah. out, Mad Skills. You know. Yeah, yeah that'd, that'd be done well. <laughs> um, cool. So, the final. Who wants to start on this one? Larry, let's go first with you. What, uh, what are you going for? Yeah, I think these are the kind of, um, you know, I wouldn't have put Tupac in the final personally but I can see why he's there and it's you know it's a seminal album um, Ghostface Killer I think you know um, some see this as the pinnacle as the fir- of the uh, first wave of Wu-Tang personally in the cold light of day it's just a little bit average for me kind of everything taken into account that being said it's got the most bangers on it I, I think consistently um, it's just uh, you know All Eyes On Me is far too long I've you know it's a chore to listen to for that reason I've got to go for, for GFK hey GFK gets uh, gets one vote in the final Steve how are you seeing it yeah well, I, I I disagree with you Larry I think this is this the Ghostface Killer I think is a way way above average I think this is the third in a trilogy of great Wu-Tang albums from Cuban Links, Liquid Swords, and, and this one. Uh, so many great tracks. Just the rapping on this, I think, makes it kind of stand out. Uh, probably, you know, really well matched to, to Riz's production, but I just love the, 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 the stream of consciousness rapping on here is just crazy. Um, uh, I obviously love Tupac's album and so many great memories, and I will always go back and listen to it and enjoy it, but it's Ghostface Killer away for me. Oh, there we have it. So that's a two-nil head start for Ghostface. He takes it, takes the uh, the World Cup trophy. Are you going um, to go will there be a will there be a consolation goal? But yeah, let's see if there's a consolation goal. Well, let, look, I mean, you know, I've said it a few times. I'm not the world's biggest Wu Tang guy. Um, you know, not don't, don't love their stuff as much as everyone else. But I will say, I love, I do love this album. This is one of the better ones that I sort of, you know, uh, I did like back in the day. I think there's a load of really, really great tracks on it. I do find it it's quite hard work towards the end, as I mentioned, some of those later tracks. Um, but I do recognise, you know, it is the better hip hop album. It is the better album of the two. Yeah, I can't um, separate the way I felt about it with what my head's telling me. Um, and you know, this was the album I used to bump in my car when I first passed my test. It was, it just meant everything to me. I listened to it loads. More so the first disc, as I say, the second disc wasn't quite as a big a fan, I was, a, a, apart from Can't See Me. So in terms of 
you know, I, I feel I would be bet betraying this album if I didn't vote for it. So I'm going to go for two packs, all eyes on me. So it does get a consolation goal. I mean, in a 2-1 win for Ghostface Killer, which uh, is our winner um, of the 1996 Hip Hop World Cup final. Um, I think most people. I think most people wouldn't really argue with that. I think you, yeah. you know your, your classic kind of um, your Martian or your hundred average hip hop people voting for this. I, I think most people looking at this lineup would say, yeah, Go Ghostface is going to win that. Yeah, absolutely. In a way, I'm, I'm pleased that you two voted for it and gave it that victory, the two 0 win, which yeah. allowed me to then go and vote with my heart that the album yeah. I would genuinely <laughs> enjoyed more. You know, I, I, you know, I get, there's no way I could have voted for Iron Man as much as good an album as I think it is. I just couldn't have gone for anything other than Tupac. But, uh, but there you have it. Yeah, I think rightfully so. I think a lot of yeah hip hop fans would agree that that's uh, a, a worthy winner. It is and nice think... that Tupac has finally kind of not only got into a tournament, but has gone all the way as yeah. well. Like, he, yeah. He's such a big figure. Um, well, you know, one of the biggest figures ever. He, he does kind yeah, of yeah. He, he deserves to have a have a shot. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's um, it's good to see him there in the final. And if there's one person who does know a lot about getting to the latest stages of a tournament, um, as he did with his England team back in 1996, uh, Euro 96, Sheringham, Shearer, you know, Pierce, all the other uh, figures. Gazza. Um, is a Gaza, of course, is uh, ex-England boss Terry Venables, who joins us on the line now Brilliant. from his yeah, home. Been Terry, yeah, we've been looking forward to this. Terry, hi, it's great to have you on the podcast. Don't have a lot of time. How are you doing, all right? Um, so just oh, so many things I want to ask you about. Um, listen, you know, back in Euro 96, you were at the helm for the England team. Yeah, yeah. Got all the way, we had all the antics with Gaza in the dentist chair, and we got through to that semi-final. We were just a whisker away. Um, did you, did you, were you aware as that, that was all happening, that you were in the midst of such a great year for hip hop? Or was it very much, you know, you were, you, that's something you were going to think about after the tournament was done and sort of get the business out of the way first and then start listening to all those great albums? Terry, what are your thoughts on that? So, it's one of those things that you think, <clears throat> well... Terry? Nightmares about it. Eltel? What's he saying? What's he saying, Dan? We, I can't hear him this end. I presume you've got, got him on on your earpiece. No, he's breaking up again. Oh. Oh. It's really. I'm gonna have to write a strongly worded email to this phone company. Real, it's not a I really am. This is. This is I would. Re I'd recommend going straight to the to, to the chief exec with this one. I think one. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to. I'm sorry. This, about is, this, this is not. This is not a bog standard call centre job. Yeah. This is. I'm really deflated about this because week after week I'm making you promises about people. Yeah who we are going to speak to and they're just not and we're wasting their time you know as well as our listeners yeah yeah anyway, you are you are wasting everyone's time yeah with, with this well hopefully and in the next and let's, 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 let's do it next time then. let's see if we can yeah we, we'll get we'll, we will nail it one of these times yeah definitely we'll definitely nail this okay well anyway for now you know look listen if you if you agree zoom might work yeah very uh, popular these days yeah, we should try it, shouldn't we? Uh, listen, if you agree or disagree with our winner or you just want to share your thoughts on the 90s hip hop in general, um, then hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at Hip Hop World Cup. Um, yeah, but for now, thanks for listening. And uh, until the next episode, we're ghosts like Patrick Swayze. Some men debate them, analyze the beat, same quote the lyrics verbatim.
when all is said and done. We put it to the vote and tell you which of them is one. Then it's to the semis and the final for the final cassette or CD. So who will it be? We going all in, so on the sound of the whistle, let the games begin. Over the years, we've, we've not done as well as we should have done because... He